Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. All right. Welcome to Fast Break Breakfast NBA Podcast. My name is Keith Parrish. I'm joined through the miracle of computer phone right now by my buddy, John Burr. John, how's it going? I am in a studio apartment in yep. Santa Monica, California. Oh. And it's so poorly lived in at this point. I haven't had it very long. That yes, I do have lamp, but I do not have light bulb. <laughs> Wait, is this your studio apart? Are you renting a place in Santa Monica? I just yeah, I just rent here so I don't have to get a hotel every yeah, time I come out here. That makes sense. You so our YouTube viewers can see there's like a painted brick wall beside behind you. It looks it looks like basement living, I'll be honest. It is essentially a retrofitted like pool house type yeah. situation yeah. that's been turned into an Airbnb. Ah. Um, but I was able to talk the guy into letting me use it whenever I need it when I'm yeah. out here. Um, however, the um, rent is higher than my mortgage. <laughs> is this the same Boogie Night house you've been staying at? No. Oh, okay. That, that would be wonderful. <laughs> no, you got you got something much worse and much. You different. can only live in your boss's pool house for so long. Um, <laughs> I do, I do, I do see that you have your big gulp. That's because there are, is no Sonic uh, Route Forty Four no, so, available no to Sonics, you anywhere uh, in no Santa Sonics Monica. And I tried to make it as as fast break breakfasty as I could. I went and found um, a uh, brown sugar cinnamon pop tart. Oh, nice! Big gulp. Yeah. Um, they didn't have uh, disgusting diet drinks in the fountain machine for some yeah. reason. Maybe that's like California. They're thing, probably I illegal. Think. But I did find some DC oh, you got to a diet pull it Coke, up man. Uh, so this is funny. I can't remember who was on. I was talking to a Californian on this show, and I made a joke about happy hours being illegal. And mm -hmm. they were like, I've never heard that. I looked it up. Happy hours are illegal in lots of California. Like, that isn't a thing. Or at the very least, USA Today wrote a story about it once. About People how you can't sell like you can't sell discounted live. booze 
uh, in California. They don't want to entice people to, dr- to drink uh, extra alcohol or something. And they drink the appropriate amount of alcohol out yeah. here. I didn't know like if su- car hops success, were illegal. Success and like yerba mate are the drugs out here. <laughs> so like it's just a different feel than where it's like in Nashville. It's like it's one o'clock. We yeah. should be drinking until we go to bed. I don't know what either of those terms you just used uh, are. Uh, yes. Indeed. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, you say so you had you said you, you had a pop tart for breakfast. Um, yes. Yeah. Wasn't it's enough. Starving. Special. Yeah, I had also really early here, and I've been up for a really long time. Yeah, you're I'm on, on the West Coast schedule. I texted you yesterday yeah. at eight a.m. my time, and you like were like five in the morning where I was. Well, you said you four were in, in Maui. Morning. Yes. And I was like, "What is it? Four? You're like, "Yeah, it's four. I'm like, what? Brutal. Your poor, bro- I had, I, poor broken body. I didn't body. go to bed. I just woke up that early. Yeah, I can't imagine the the, the time shift there. No, um, I'll do my. And breakfast. I have to be. Then I have to be in New York City like soon. So I'm gonna be all messed. And I can tell like you're a wild you know, man. You don't sleep well. You just feel the the illness creeping in. Yes, I can feel it, like it comes on the back of your throat, and it's just like yeah. I feel, I feel it behind my eyeballs. Like oh, the I was supposed to go coming. to New York and then watch Allie run a marathon in Vegas. I'm not doing the Vegas thing anymore, man. Also, you're going to deal with that uh, west to east jet lag, which affects NBA yes. teams. There was a scientific study, a research project. I'm, I'm they essentially said the uh, Jailblazers. Yeah, it, it, going going east from the West Coast, uh, noticeably worse performance. So you will do terribly in New York, John. Um, so that's why everyone thinks Jalen Brunson is so good around the league. I guess they're just jet lagged. Yeah, uh, <laughs> when they get to New York, Julius Randall's shooting in the three-point contest due to jet um, lag. My my breakfast. I went to my kids' elementary school. The second graders were doing PowerPoint presentations. I didn't have to do a PowerPoint presentation when I was in the second grade. Um, they're doing PowerPoint presentations. My son is doing wow. a presentation on the the Mariana Trench. Does your son I, know how to code? Can he run our social media? Like, what are we man, at? Where, I wish, where are we at? Uh, no, years away. I won't let him have a phone or screens. So, but apparently for school, you have to let him uh, use a laptop. So, my kid's better at the uh, iPad than I am, and she's two and a half. That's not surprising at all. Um, <laughs> the uh, no, they had they had like a bunch. It was like in the library. All these kids were giving little presentations. So I went to like kids I knew. I'm like, hey man, what are you doing a thing on? And it was like uh, just reading off a screen about box turtles or Komodo dragons. Um, Pretty, but Man. they had uh, they, they they provided a a little basic. Actually, one of the parents volunteered and provided a, a little basic donut breakfast with coffee. So I had a Your little. Your kids a little, are behind, man. My, my kids using Chat GPT to get me to invest <laughs> yeah. in Kenyan Kenyan yeah. voicemail fraud schemes. That's right. Um, <laughs> we're already don't give him the screen. We're already helping our, our son cheat at uh, presentations. We're like, listen, just sound, you you got you got to reorder these sentences. You, that you gotta, font. <laughs> Yeah, yeah honestly, the, the thing he was good about was font. Lots of care about the font. He was like, this needs to look right. And you He's, can't teach that. Yeah, you can't teach that artistic eye. So yeah, I had a um, I had a little mini Krispy Kreme donut. Um, it's All-Star Break, John. It is a beautiful reprieve from basketball. You seem like you filled your quote-unquote time off with horrific amounts of travel. Are you doing yes. anything non-basketball related that's enjoyable that you can tell us about? No, no, I'm not. It's all work, <laughs> like uh, yeah. brutal, brutal. Like the probably the worst stretch of work I've had. Well, last month I had. There was a period of time where I went to Vegas like 
back and forth four times in 10 days. That was pretty bad. Right. Um, yeah, I remember that. But I don't know. Vegas, like they have the in and out of Vegas so well lubricated, you know? Oh, that yeah. You're just like, it, it doesn't feel the way going to places that don't ever want you to leave. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the getting the, the, the Vegas security takes like two minutes. Um, it's really sad. Like I went to Hawaii. I've never been to Hawaii except to stop over on the way to Japan. Yeah. So I've been to Hawaii like five times and never spent more than like 18 hours in a, in a stop there, which is, yeah. I need to remedy that, but I don't know. How. That's wild. I've been to Hawaii. Also a very, very expensive place. I've been to Hawaii zero times. Well, they don't, they don't want you to come. They're like, we listen, we were full. Yeah. They are, they're like the yard care people who are like, listen, it now costs a hundred dollars for us to cut your grass one time. You're like, what? And you're like, oh, they just have all the clients they need. They don't want any more. So now they're just raising the rates to be like, listen, someone will pay it. Uh, <laughs> we're just going to work for those people. So Hawaii, much like I believe Iceland now, Iceland used to be like, hey, it's really cheap to fly to Reykjavik. Uh, we'll give you these really awesome cheap packages. And now uh, post Game of Thrones, they're like, there's too many of you. Everything is very, very expensive now. Well, Reykjavik was like a vacation scam for a minute there. Oh, yeah, was it? Like the flights were really cheap there, so they pretended there were things to do and that it was like actually beautiful and lovely. And I got, I think I've, I've been to two weddings in Iceland because yeah. of it. Yeah. And it's like you can maybe, if you're lucky, go see some amazing Northern Lights-ish stuff. Yeah. But most likely you're not going to see it. Yeah. Furthermore, there's nowhere to eat or drink unless you're getting to that like one Nobu they have. There's a you're uh, just going to be eating shark anus for two days and being like, why? Fermented. They in bury Fargo, it in. North they Dakota? bury it in the soil and let the shark ferment. There's a penis museum. Yeah, uh, right. I, mean, by I, the, I right still by the haven't forgiven the people who were responsible for this. It's just a layover place. Yeah, it's like reverse Hawaii. I, it's the I worst will, layover place I will in disagree. The world. I, I I agree in the sense that there's not that much in this city. But I saw I saw nature things not an hour drive away that blew my mind. I saw that waterfall from the movie Prometheus, blew my yeah. mind, John. I, I guess it was all I fake. I'm such an indoor kid that yeah. like if I see something outdoor, it's like not as impressive as a Mac McClung dunk to me. I'm like, eh. right? There's like, a, I'm like I'm like you know that's uh as far as eateries, Derek, Derek Jones. I believe there's a Tarantino themed bar. Um. That's about. It's probably that's pretty cool. Uh, that just go, a cocaine den. Go to Iceland, kids. I, I had a great out time. Of, do you drink out of shoes? Yeah, but I've heard it's actually very, very expensive now. Um, the you didn't have a chance though to watch the All Star game, right? You 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 ingested some I of that saw goodness. It all, man. Whoo. We'll get to that in a second. I guess we did our breakfast. Let's go ahead and get going. Um, let's do a breakfast in bed apology. That comes after our breakfast. It's our chance to make right what we might have gotten wrong on a previous episode. It's our gateway into our uh, basketball talk. It's not just a stopover. It's not a layover. We're here now. Um, let's talk about basketball, and let's start with uh, something we need to make right. What would you like to make right in the basketball podcasting world, John? Um, Brad Beal, I have besmirched you as much as Are you calling him Brad too now? Oh, I shouldn't. forgot. Bradley Beal. That's, that's, Brad, that's a thing I do, and I, I no one gave me permission Lee to do that. Beal. Yeah. Um, I think you would just call him Brad. I think you're on a real first name basis. Yeah, like, yeah. Don't even need the surname. But Bobby. I make fun of him a lot, and uh, he has gone from, in one fell swoop, from one alleged interaction, it's gone from amongst my least favorite players to perhaps my favorite player. 
Because did you hear about what he said to Bill, uh, or excuse me, <laughs> Ben Simmons <laughs> on the free throw line? Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, tell really our listeners. Beautiful. Essentially, uh, Ben Simmons was getting tired of the hack of Ben, which is a uh, good yep. strategy. Yeah. Uh, and Back when he played, st- yeah. Told uh, Brad, uh, you know, I'm sick and tired of getting hacked. Um, Five thousand dollars says I sink them both. Brad just very calmly, coolly said, "Make it twenty. <laughs> Brick. <laughs> yeah. Did he accept that bet? Do we have any idea? Was the bet accepted for like, twenty? I prefer to like the man who shot Liberty Valance. Kind of leave it nebulous and legendary. We'll, well never so it, truly know. The the legend always better than the truth. This also came into All Star Weekend for me, where the best. I think the best thing that came out of All Star Weekend. Not joking. It was a. It was gross as far as the television product, uh, generally. But we had a sublime moment during the player draft where Nikola Jokic is like, I am not going to get picked last. And while Ernie Johnson is just yammering on about Donovan Mitchell or something, Jokic stands up early and is like, you know, I'm not going, I'm not getting picked last. I'm not getting picked behind Lowry Markinen. I'm so so the, the the legend of this was perfect. And then after the game, yeah. Michael Malone's like... I don't even like, want to contribute. I don't even want to contribute to dispelling the legend here. Yeah, so Michael Malone's like, oh, he didn't mean to do that. He thought he was the last person uh, left, and he he felt terribly. He wanted to apologize to Lowry. Uh, he respects Lowry, and he didn't mean to do that. Like that, you're just killing the only good moment. Also, you're telling me the the player with the best vision in the entire game. Didn't see a seven foot white guy sitting beside him. Like I, well, he's kind of like I find Jokic's like explanation a little prophecy. bit dubious. <laughs> well, why are they trying to ruin the best part of all of All Star Weekend? But I don't know. Um, here's my apology. I I normally again I, I normally shoot for factual errors. That's my favorite brand of apology. No one in the Slack gave me a fact check check fact. Um, so I, I perhaps last episode was error free which is impossible literally impossible but uh i don't have i don't have a factual error but i will say i thought of something that i've been thinking about that i got wrong coming into the year it wasn't necessarily a, a prediction it was just analysis of a rule change i thought the take foul would be awful i thought it would be ineffective i pointed to the clear path foul as being a blight upon the game of basketball and how it's it's enforced terribly. The way the rule is written, many times it doesn't make any sense. It has not prevented people from doing it. It did not lead to an increase in fast breaks. So I'm like, what's the point of this This clear path foul? It's terrible. Now we have a take foul too. There's no way it's going to work out well. I believe I was wrong. I mean, scoring's up. Fast breaks are up. Um, my favorite team, the Grizzlies, big-time benefactors of the take foul. Uh, they're, they're getting one like every game, basically. And it seems like it's really, truly worked. So I, 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 can, I can acknowledge that I was totally wrong there. I thought there would be unintended consequences we hadn't even dreamed of. I haven't seen them yet. So far, it seems like this is a perfect addition to the NBA rulebook. Yeah, well, that's, that's a real apology. In, in the spirit of your real apology, I'll offer one that is also a plug for our playbacks, yeah. which I don't know when our next schedule one is, but I look forward to it. Um, I had a friend <laughs> call me who was lurking in our playback and give me the following uh, takedown. He said, here is my impression of y'all's playback. Dylan Brooks does 17 horrible, horrible things. Complete silence from both yeah. of you. Yeah. Dylan Brooks does 
a very normal like closeout or like boxes one person out, Keith gushes about how that makes that's Dylan Brooks and that's what makes him that's uh, my game. Uh, above average NBA no, that's, player. That's my game. Yeah. And then, and I was like, and you know, at first I'm reveling in this, and then it's like it's bad enough that Keith does this, but you let him get away with it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, that's that's definitely what I do. I mean, what's the what's the what's the point of pointing out a uh, a bricks contested shot? It was so it was so good. No, it was that's, so good. I, there wait, is wait. there is purpose in almost everything I do. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I am I am I am well aware. I will say, go back to the take. If you, want, if you want to get down with your fellow dildos, come yeah. get in on yeah. playback. We have I don't so we have, we have an actual live real watch party on Thursday. Um, the Grizzlies are playing the 76ers coming out of the All Star break hot on national TV on TNT. That would be a perfect playback power hour. But of course, uh, we'll be live in uh, at Nobles Beer Hall in Nashville, Tennessee. That's at 6.30 p.m. on Thursday, tomorrow, February 23rd. Grizzlies against the 76ers. 6.30 p.m. early start coming to Nobles Beer Hall. We have beer specials. I'll be giving away some Grizzlies prizes. I will be pointing out whenever Dylan Brooks does something good. I might also point out whenever D'Anthony Melton does something good. So it'll be a fun watch party. Um, but going back to the take foul thing, the one, the one problem I, foul, I found... The one loophole I found is if there are a few seconds left on the clock in any quarter and uh, the other team has a fast break, a take foul is better than a common foul because if the other team's in bonus. If yeah, the other team's right, in right, the right. bonus, a common foul results yep. in two free throws. A take foul only results in one free throw. Oh, yeah. If you do a take foul with like one or two seconds left, all right, one free throw, but you stop to fast break, then they have to inbounds the ball. So that may, maybe that's the only little tweak. But otherwise, uh, good job, rules committee, for seems easily remedied for improve, improving the product. Um, speaking of uh, uh, Grizzlies. Before we get to our steak and eggs, best thing, let me tell you about the game day deals called Buzzer Beaters. They're for Grizzlies fans. You can get game day deals when you sign up for Buzzer Beaters. You sign up by texting Buzzer Beater, that's one word, Buzzer Beater to 833-550-0028. That will opt you in for discounts to the next Grizzlies home game. Get tickets, get hyped, and get big savings with Buzzer Beaters. Visit grizzlies.com slash buzzer beater for any questions and more information. All right, steak and eggs, best thing, John. Do you even have a best thing? What's your best thing from the All-Star Weekend, All-Star Break? So, so I imagine our experiences were different. Okay. Um, if I am to assume that you share in the outrage that I read upon my tweet, my early morning constitutional tweets, yeah. I imagine, because I, I had a pleasant all-star weekend i had a good time i enjoyed the festivities yeah uh i particularly enjoyed a moment that i thought was <clears throat> you know sweet almost to the point of saccharin when the draft for the um for the players started yeah. which by the way do you like them drafting the reserves first it confused me it confused me but i liked it once i figured out what was going on and even if you, I had bet on this, I had bet on Joel well, Embiid to be the first pick. So I was, so when the day oh, was taken, I was like, I That's lose. incredible. Well, so I was confused, which is not that uncommon because I refuse to read the rules of what the things are happening. I, I don't read the press releases. I'm like, I don't, I'll figure it out. Um, but I, I had looked at the, the Vegas line for the basketball game. 
And it was <laughs> like, I want to say it was Team Giannis was favored before the draft, and then it flipped. But maybe I'm wrong here. Anyways, I saw there was a line like one of the Giannis or LeBron was favored by two and a half points. And I'm like, wait, do we even know who the starters are yet? And I was confused. Right. Like, oh, is, is this even been picked yet? And then they started drafting the reserves. So I'm like, well, maybe the starters are already known. So like, That's what I, happened to me. I, so That's I was confused. I assumed it was already known. Yeah. So I thought I'd just thrown my money into the sea and was furious that Embiid was even available if he wasn't even in the draft pool. Yeah. <clears throat> but right as they're starting the draft, um, First of all, you there was a they left Shaq, Kenny, and uh, Chuck's live mics on. That was incredible. And first of all, it's notable not only were they as confused as I was, and also didn't know what was going on, but they also were trading the exact kind of repartee and barbs that they trade on the show. Like exactly, like yeah. it was no difference, and it was just heartening to be like. Wow, this and it, and it shows why the show's lasted so long. It was like this show that I've watched that I assumed was like a simulation of these guys hanging out really is just these guys hanging out for better or for worse. Right. But it was just kind of like it was kind of amazing to see the man behind the curtain and to realize that, it, you know, the, the Wizard of Oz in this case is real. And that's really how these guys are because, like, you know, it was Shaq giving Chuck the business and Chuck having an amazing one liner coming right back at him. And, it, you know, it was just. I don't know. For me, as a guy who's followed the NBA for so long and followed those guys for so long, it was kind of like affirming. It was like, yeah, that's why I do this. That's why I like still enjoy watching on Thursday nights, even though, you know, most forms of like mainstream media have worn out their usefulness for me. That one is still a lot of fun. You know, it'd be like if I, you know, if Terry Bradshaw and Jimmy Johnson had actually kept their fastballs when they first like emerged as you know the NFL guys, and it was like, oh, this is zany and different. Well, These the, guys have been able to keep it up for decades. The live mic thing was confusing. I mean, I think <laughs> I think most people. I don't know if for me, I frequently have multiple screens on, and I have multiple yes, yes. tabs open on my computer. And and initially, I was like, where is where are uh, Shaq and Chuck talking? Do I need to close a browser window? And then right, I, was like, right. I was like, what's happening? And then I'm like, and I, I was sitting in my basement with like only one TV was on of my two main TVs. I'm like, one TV's on. What's that? Like, oh, this is just live. And also I was like four minutes behind live TV. I'd like paused it and then came back. And so normally I'll go to Twitter and be like, are people talking about this live mic thing? So I was, I was legit confused. Like, were they broadcast? It was that, was it truly, they, they didn't know they were on or were they? Yeah. I thought maybe it was like an alternate stream somewhere you could watch where they were commenting. So on I TBS, mean, you were supposed to get a stream of them, yeah. um, but I didn't have access to that because I was watching in a sports bar with a friend. Scoreboard, yeah. not for yeah. meals. Um, <laughs> uh, <coughs> uh, they, uh, but yeah, it was just bl- like loudly blaring over the over. Like you couldn't even hear what Ernie was saying I on could, my I stream. I was blown away. That like, know, Ernie's probably up there doing like a. A uh, story about the Book of Psalms and Henry Aaron, and all I hear is uh, like Chuck telling uh, Shaq he's going to whoop his ass. You yeah, know? I couldn't <laughs> believe that on stuff. a live national broadcast of that importance, yeah, they, they made that gaff. It was well, just like all star. I will say the all star game. They they really are trying to like do innovative stuff as far as like this guy's mic'd up and this guy's talking while he's playing and. Oh, there's Walker Kessler talking to us while he's shooting over a windmill. And, a, yeah. and like a lot of it's like, I don't know if this is necessary, guys, if you can't actually pull it off. I mean, you got I, the same I, guys I, who did like, 
who did like Space Ghost Coast to Coast trying to do the biggest broadcast in the world, you know? So it's just like, I There's don't know. There's so much fellas. of it where as, uh, I don't know, I'm, 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 a, I'm an old dad now. There's so much yeah. of so much of an hour. I'm like, just why aren't we just letting the guy shoot the three pointers? Why aren't we just letting Look, the? Uh, I know it's an entertainment product, but now, hey, these numbers came out. These are, ratings are disastrous. If my options are watching Kevin Herter miss 32 three point shots, yeah, while standing in an, in, a, in an empty solemn arena in Salt Lake City, or my options are Kevin Herter missing 32 three point shots while the Jabberwockies dance in one of the corners and like Walker Kessler's trying to interview him while he's shooting and Chuck and Ernie are like farting yeah. into a, a live mic. I will take the latter. I'm with you there. And honestly, all-star Saturday night worked out. I thought fine. The three point yeah. shootouts. Good uh, dunk contest was good. Uh, re refreshingly good. Um, the, the skills contest remains beyond confusing. Um, <laughs> I the, love how the hole is now is now idiot like proof. Like it, yeah, it, yeah. You know, pass it to this giant yeah. thing. Oh, our 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 robotic moving targets don't work. Uh, this one doesn't work. Tony Allen could get it through that hole left-handed. Um, know? they oh, like the shooting contest, the 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 relay race or whatever, where everyone just bricks their jumpers. The Jazz, I think, were one out of nine on jumpers, and I'm the I'm Jazz, like, the Jazz made a strong strong claim to never be allowed to even participate in any all-star festivities ever again. The, the Antetokounmpo team just shooting jumpers was like, what, what is happening? What is this? What uh, is the Antetokounmpo team? The, uh, so, so the funny part about all-star Saturday night was like, I was, tr I was desperately trying to entice my, my eight-year-old to watch. <laughs> and watching the broadcast, I'm like, they're trying to make this entertaining for just anyone. It just, just uh, you know, sights and sounds and pyrotechnics and it's flashy and just they're trying to make it entertaining so he's watching some of it and he actually watched the parts of the three-point shootouts i'm like hey man look these guys are look how good they are shooting and he and when when herder went up he was like this guy's terrible and i and i was like i had, mo I had money on Herder." <laughs> here's a here's a verbatim exchange with my eight-year-old who doesn't particularly like basketball he's like this guy he said this guy's terrible i'm like actually these are some of the best shooters in the world in the world he said, then why is he failing? I was like, oh, I don't know, man. It turns out that was did the you, worst. Did you push? Did you push over your king piece? Yeah, uh, he was. Oh. A, you got me. Um, check and mate. <laughs> the uh, the herder performance was the worst three point performance um, since Michael Jordan, apparently. And Michael Jordan didn't have any uh, starry soda that, uh, deep that shot did not bonus stop, ball. Uh, Reggie Miller from somehow making fun of Julius Randle even more. <laughs> yeah. Um, and for all the all the Sturm and Drong I gave uh, Chuck uh, Kenny Ernie and company, man Reggie Miller on the mic, <laughs> that was rough stuff. There was some rough stuff. There, there was Reggie some. Defender, so there was dunk God. contest stuff where like their reactions immediately after were pretty funny. Where it's like, yeah, I agree. Uh, there would be like a great dunk, and they'd be like, not. I can't remember the exact sigh was, but it's just like, well, that, doesn't, yeah. that, that didn't work. I was like, that was incredible. That's that's just Kenny's thing, man. So Kenny's thing is being wrong with utmost confidence. My um, we'll talk about the dunk contest, and uh, it's part of my best thing. My best thing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Mac McClung winning the dunk contest. It was great. You know, a clear showman, a man who yeah. frankly understood I can be an awesome dunker, which of course greatly helps. But it's the presentation, it's the finishing, it's the sticking the landing, it's the artist thing. It's like knowing. Whatever happens in the song, in the song right, makes a great impression. 
and so like so many of the other guys just didn't even like they needed a, a performance coach of like you got to act like you did something awesome like i feel like yeah. trey murphy three had so many awesome dunks and seemed know, apologetic too, too, yes he was too um he was too cool for school after too cool dunks or, or sad and like Somebody, Kenyon, he might have even solemn right. it was a it was a great moment that Kenyon martin got to be out there with his son Kenyon martin jr um but Kenyon Martin was too school was too cool for school. Oh, for He's sure. one of the coolest players. He's just like I'm. I'm stoic. I'm gonna stand here. Like that harms the dunk. If if you're right. if you're a prop guy, if if your famous NBA father throws you the alley oop, but then when the dunk go, goes in, he just stands there. Like you you. It's all about the presentation and the hype. Um, I, I agree because like Mac McClung, if you do interview, if you see interviews with him. Seems Mormon. He looks like the guy from Future Islands on David Letterman. Um, he's not like the type of guy to go insane or do all the insane things he does immediately. As soon as he hits a duck, he turns into like Jason Williams and like has a different voice and attitude and starts, you know, doing the Chris Benoit thumb across the throat. It's right. over. He, <laughs> he, of, he, he clearly, cool. he clearly he had practiced – his yeah. post dunk maneuver, like yeah. like yeah. I, I honestly think he, he like he knew he basically doing. turned into Bolo Young in Bloodsport after he kills a guy after every dunk. He probably would correct. have won. The, he probably would have won the dunk contest even without that stuff. But it was a very simple like you need a finishing coach uh, to go right. around and teach you how to be on stage. It's like uh, again, I, I come from a world of classical music and music theater. You have to be taught how to bow. And like that's what these guys needed. It was just the, the the finishing to do the right thing. But anyway, uh, we do not talk about anyone winning a three point contest except for one time because Larry Bird stuck his finger in the air before the ball went in. Yeah, it's cool. Um, it's part of the presentation. No, but Mac McClung, uh, one of the fun little stats here. He he, he won a hundred grand from the dunk contest victory, and that doubled man. his career earnings apparently, um, which just made me think if I won a dunk contest, I would also probably double my career earnings. Um, it's been bleak. <laughs> uh, but there's always hope. Honestly, uh, it was fun to see. Like, he's wearing a 76ers jersey. I didn't know he was on the 76ers. I didn't know he'd send it two way. Was he really? Is he still? Like, did they? Did the NBA send out, like, an email that was like, hey, guys, can any team just uh, – can any team – yeah, you got a two-way spot. Who wants who who wants a branding opportunity? Yeah, seriously. Well, will this guy's gonna win the dunk contest? Um, we just need a jersey for him. He doesn't have a team. He's played two games ever. Um, he yeah. hasn't scored this season. He only um, dunks. He wanders the earth dunking. He played for like three colleges, just transferring, dunking from town to town. Yeah, but uh, I I, f I felt like the dunk contest was. I mean, the dunk contest remains basically irreparably broken. I don't know what you're supposed to do, but Mac McClung was an awesome performer. It was spectacular. I even felt I think, bad. I think what you're supposed to do is you just got to make the dunks. That's the difference That's, to, to me. Yeah. You make I, the dunks, everything's good. If they don't make the dunks, it spreads what? like a pandemic. What did you think the of Jericho? What did you think of Jericho Sims? I thought Jericho I Sims's dunks were were good. I did but too, but he got punished he did for weird just, things. Yeah, he did I mean, weird stuff. The piece of paper was a weird thing to do. His the, his hand got stuck when he was trying to retrieve the piece of paper. It was it was more awkwardness. 
It was more awkwardness. I thought he could have gotten away with one one dunk. Is look how high my head is above the rim. I think that's legitimate. I think that's good. I, enough. He tried to. Sh- I don't know if you noticed. He tried to illustrate that after. No, his I dunk. know. He, he was, was saying, like, "Look how look how high." But like <laughs> again, he was the, like, "My head was three. The judges feet didn't over care. The, the judges didn't care no. at all. Um, also, I thought there was care a, about anything. He gave a forty-six to every dunk. Carl Malone was not even talk about. But the uh, the. <laughs> I thought he also poor Jericho Sims got hated on for pulling on the net yet. Yeah. Yet his hand was stuck, <laughs> but no Mac McClung talk about when you pick the ball up off the guy, you're pushing like they're all boosting themselves off of a person. Look, do you really want to go down this type of slow motion hole with me? Because the Zapruder film was unkind to Mac McClung. I want to go down all the slow motion. Mac McClung is the Houdini is the pen and teller specifically. He's the teller. <laughs> of, of dunk contests if you yeah. slow down his his 540 or 720 dunk or whatever 300 degrees of that spin yeah, yeah, yeah. are before he leaves the ground uh, i believe just evan Fournier his... called that out on uh oh, really? on social media he's like is this he's like this is a cool dunk but is this really a he's 540 just, he's twisted his body all the way around like a contortionist before he even leaves the ground. It's an illusion. The one now, thing I, I, I don't I believe I've ever seen, basically because I don't uh, get on YouTube or, or look at a uh, uh, TikTok or Instagram reels or anything. I hadn't seen like the, the, the double pump and then hesitate. I thought that was a fun one. I just thought that was a fun, like, Oh, it's a twist. I haven't seen this performance twist. I, re- I, re- I really enjoyed it. I mean, I'm not. I think they need. I think they need to lie about his age. Remember how they would pretend Andre the Giant was seven foot four when he was like six foot nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not his age, his height. I yeah. think we need to start the Matt McClung is five foot nine thing. <laughs> he looks like he's five um, foot nine. His yeah. haircut is his haircut is five foot nine. There's no reason to acknowledge a height of six foot two. I think we say he's five foot nine. Once more, print the legend. Yep. Move forward. So those are our best things. The opposite of our steak and eggs best thing is our cream of wheat worst thing. And I don't want to like, I don't want to pile on how unenjoyable some of the games were, but I guess I'm going to like, it's not that I expected a lot, but like it wasn't that long ago that the rookie sophomore game I thought was appointment viewing. And right. And it now it's like, we're playing like 10 minutes, like just these short quarters. You're playing at 25. Like what is no one's going to remember these things. And then the actual game, the all-star game, I think my, my, my one, I mean, the criticism everyone makes is like, there's absolutely no defense. I would like that to be highlighted by, I think in a game where almost 400 points were scored, the defense made the offense change direction. I'm going to say 10 times, like 10 times where a defender tried to make someone go a different, a different direction. Are you trying to change the narrative of Jaron Jackson Jr. being picked last? Is that what this is really all about? That didn't bug me that much, although I was su- I thought Giannis would I thought in whatever world that I, my brain exists, which is not reality, I thought Giannis would be like Jaron Jackson Jr. is cooler than DeMontis Sabonis. Thus I will take Jaron Jackson Jr. over DeMontis Sabonis. That part hurt a little bit. <laughs> um so I, I guess I just did. So I, I watched the All Star Game without looking at Twitter or anything. Yeah. And it didn't seem that uncommon from other bad All Star games to me. Um, you I mean, know, All Star games, the All Star games are much better when they're closer at the end, which they usually are. There's usually some sort of like 
almost gentleman's agreement that it's going to get close at the end. The team that's down because they're comprised of all these superstars and the other team because there's no defense being played anyways, it usually ends up being close at the end. But in this case, you had Tatum scoring so many points, you know, that it was just, you know, it became a, a sideshow almost. But this is kind of the bed we've made. Like, yes, we're going to keep adding games to to these players. They're going to find places to rest during the games that aren't just these, you know, load management things. So, like, to me, if you really don't like stuff like this, we're going to have to stop supporting things like in-season tournaments and and more games, more games, more games, more content, more content, more content. Because this is the end result where we just, you know, we just end up with with lackluster product. But, you know, that's what's going to happen if we're going to have, you know, 200 games a year. Do you think, (laughs) do you think, I mean, we haven't added games yet. We're still. No. And basically these players, these players are playing fewer games than ever. We have added a play tournament. That, That part, that part's true. The, I almost, I almost wonder if like the Elam ending makes it feel like less of a game. To the players, where they're like, we're going to play three quarters and then we're going to goof off. I mean, like the last few seasons, and I basically, to, I was going to save this to kudos to me, but I think that Elam ending sucks, and I think it will. I think it will be a long term disaster. So last, so last, the last couple years, if I remember correctly, which I probably don't, because everything also related immediately erases from my brain. Like I forgot they Carl Anthony Towns won the All Star, uh, the three point shootout last year, but yeah. last Long couple seasons. Odd. Last couple seasons, the games have been horrific. However, we got an Elam ending where, all right, they competed because for whatever reason, the scores were super close. This year, it didn't happen. This year, we had about 15 seconds of, oh, will uh, Team LeBron score 20 straight points or something? Like, because the the Team Giannis just started shooting half-court shots because there's no cool way to end an Elam ending when you're up 20. So they're like, it'll be cool if we just do it on half court shots. And so they just kept firing. And, and so like, again, you didn't get a single, you used to get not even like, I'm not even talking about like Kobe Bryant versus Michael Jordan 30 years ago. I'm talking like 10 years ago, you got some pick and rolls that ended in spectacular alley-oops. There weren't even right. assisted buckets. It was just dribble up and shoot. It was just well, dribble up were, and shoot. It was, <clears throat> it was weird. Uh, there were like, it started off with a real bag. Yeah, like we got a bunch of really cool oops, and I still think you know, you still get cool things like Dame shooting from you know three quarters of the court. And yeah, swishing yeah, that it. was awesome when he made the half court. I mean, you still get cool moments. I guess you have to ask yourself, what are you watching this for? Yeah, like you know, when I watch the All Star Weekend, like I really am just hoping for some cool moments. Um, if the game is good, that's a bonus. Um, you know, it's kind of like watching an All Star game is like kind of like your your um your bona fides as a fan you're like i am so in to this sport that i watch this ridiculous like oscar party well like so red carpet crap so like i don't i don't know it just seems it seems very strange to me to be up in arms about an all-star game because i mean it is this is by far the best all-star game in sports and it's not close so i used to and so this is where like I think about my fandom and I think the thing I love about the all-star game in basketball is just, you know, you, you clearly you get to see these guys, these great players play together on teams. You would never, ever get to see, see them play together. And so 
you used to get this experience like, wow, this is going to be awesome to watch whoever it was, uh, David Robinson and Olajuwon play together or, you know, like. Mm-hmm. Um, can I uh, can I pivot my stance and completely reverse course and, and use this as, an, as a chance to show that Jason Tatum and the Boston Celtics are a boring style of basketball that ruins everything they touch? Yeah, you can't. I mean, like the the good part about this all-star game this year was that third quarter where Jason Tatum and Donovan Mitchell were both on fire and that was really cool and then briefly I thought the Jalen Brown against Jason Tatum one-on-one was fun but then it kept going I mean that's gonna be what people it just kept remember going. like yeah. why like at some point just stop and well, another problem Joe Missoula Joe Missoula just played his team out of the finals by both of his players yeah, exhausted so Tatum Look, played 35 minutes taking 31 shots um it's all good Another problem with the Elam ending is it really screws up the playing times with like once the Elam ending starts, like and now that everyone's making three pointers, it's like the Elam ending. This took five minutes. It was five minutes. We scored 25 points or whatever um, or 24. Excuse me, Kobe. Uh, The Elam ending in a post Steph Curry universe to me is the silliest notion that we could have. Like, yeah, if you thought that if you thought threes were overvalued before this now they're. Uh, I what's mean, the what's the point five. of even having a ruined All Star game if the man who ruined the All Star game, Steph Curry, isn't a part of it? The man who single handedly destroyed basketball. Uh, no, it used to be not not even again, not even twenty years ago, like like five to ten years ago, maybe ten years ago. Like you got to pining for the days of Rolando Blackman. <laughs> I'm pining for seeing the good players compete, just compete. Just like this is what made it better than the Pro Bowl. This is what made, I mean the NFL Pro Bowl. Okay. This is what made it because like you actually saw play basketball. Questions. Yeah. If Tom Chambers had dunked on somebody during this game, would you have enjoyed it? If yeah, if John if John Morant had dunked on somebody, but they don't even I try. Mean, I mean, current day Tom Chambers who may not be alive. <laughs> <laughs> For whatever yeah, John reason, Morant John Morant got the one dunk. That I mean, is sad. it is it social media's fault? that it's not worth it for any player to risk getting dunked on. Like no one oh. wants it, it's like it is not okay to try right now in the All-Star you game. You could say you you could honestly say that just this is just kind of like players beginning to understand what a business it is and how much their brand is worth. Yeah. has destroyed all of these things like the dunk contest and the 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 notion of being of getting shamed or a failure yeah uh, seems to have destroyed what a lot of players are willing to do although honestly you know Aaron Gordon and Zach Levine to me are probably you know less than footnote players in the NBA if they don't have those dunk contest moments right like, and i don't think do, so, like i know Aaron I, I Gordon is very ways. upset obviously about getting uh, robbed of his dunk contest number but number 50 he wears the number i know 50. i know but i don't i don't think the casual nba fan or even hardcore nba fans think of aaron gordon as like less than because yeah, of what I, he did I, I think he's the greatest dunk contest dunker of all time my uh my uh, that's that's pretty spicy my my question for like the NBA. I'm ready to co- rank them, by the way. Mac McClung, I don't think makes the top ten. When when they're um, well, what's your real quick ranking? I mean, I uh, for me, Damn it's you. Vince Carter, and then I don't remember <laughs> anything else. Mine is uh, I have Aaron Gordon, Zach Levine, Vince Carter, Dominique Wilkins, uh, Michael Jordan, David Thompson. Um, oh, <laughs> I'm 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 losing my mind. There was a guy who was really good during. What about the 90s. Wilkins? Wilkins beat Michael Jordan. Did you say I Wilkins? Said oh, I'm I said sorry. Dominique. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Sorry. I'm, a, I'm on a first name basis. Yeah, you. yeah. Um, uh, I'm trying to remember the guy who was so good in the '90s, but I think Matt McClung saddles in around nine or ten. Yeah. 
but uh, it, you know, it, it, but that's good. That's great to have a who's, top who's, 10 who's, contest who's last uh, Birdman, uh, John Collins, and um, it's between like Birdman. Uh, it's between Birdman and uh, to me, I will never forgive the Dwight Howard debacle dunks or the. Uh, but Dwight Howard's Superman performance was so good, so it's good. True, but I, I, so his bad good. performances were so bad though. Birdman to me is an iconic performance that yeah. cursed the dunk contest for ten years. I, it's that was funny. the beginning of missing it's, all of your dunks. It's funny once, that we had the Birdman happen. And we're yeah. still like, hey, what if they just had a, a time to complete any number of dunks? And it wasn't like, go complete your dunk. My question for the NBA right now, like, I think, I think just playing, like, rookie-sophomore game, just having the rookies right. and sophomores play each other, a normal basketball game, seems far better. Like, the, yeah. uh, the it seems like just going east-west maybe would be better again, but maybe not. My, my question for the people making these decisions for the NBA is getting the social media impressions the the instagram and youtube and tiktok or whatever is getting the social media impressions of just some of the dunks and then the all-star draft because i think that was a, a huge social media moment which is the actual the drafting of the players and it was really fun yeah and that was really fun um is that better i mean Le- lebron and Giannis were incredible mcs just incredible they, um, they, had, they had worked on their like Burns and Gracie uh, Borscht Belt routine a little bit. They, I think. they really had. Uh, <laughs> uh, make that a traveling road I don't show. Think those I, would watch it. Were, I don't think those papers were rostered. I think they were jokes. And beats they really. And I mean, it, it was good. Again, they worked. Yeah. They they went to the. They, they did their practice. Unlike the dunk the dunkers, they they practiced uh, how, how to perform. Um, hey, the dunks were good though. The dunks were good. Dunks I'm just saying they didn't like, sell like, them. All the dunkers were good. I thought it was Trey, an embarrassment Trey, of riches. It, they, they were very very good dunks. Um. But is that is the social media impressions more important than actual a game? Because like the ratings are terrible, and that was just again nothing. We well, didn't we didn't luck li- out by living, having it. Be I think close. you're living too. I think you're just living too much in the moment because like if the game had been close and awesome, you know, I just think we'd be having a different conversation. Like we've had all star games have cool moments and be close and be interesting. Uh, fairly recently, I feel I don't feel like we're in the midst of a great. I also downturn. I this game lo- was just bad. I would love to know: Do does every player in the All Star team on the All in the All Star game do they do they come out with like a um or is there like a is it like a school survey they send home with your kid where it's like hey John Morant uh, what are you hoping to achieve in today's uh, All Star game how many minutes would you like to play are you interested I bet there's, I bet there's a conversation because I mean like. If there's not, it's it's very strange. We are like, why does Jalen Brown get to play so much? He was a reserve. Or like, why does, you know, why do these certain, it just seemed like this All-Star game consisted of like six people. And then everyone else was like, I'm good. I, I don't I don't, I don't need to play. Um, like Darren Fox doesn't get to play. I mean, all right, Darren Fox is a replacement, so I'm not that upset about it. Like Jaron Jackson Jr. plays eight minutes. Okay. Um, but like to, to these players, like I don't understand how John Morant has scored 12 points in his two All-Star games total. He's a point guard who's starting the all-star game. I guess he's just like, I don't care if I shoot. I'm just not going to play. So I don't, but I, I assume that's his personal choice. He's like, you know, I think I, it might be because I think there's some evidence of Jobby and like super too cool for school already. Like, I yeah. don't know if you saw the Jaron. You talking about job. regular season games? Oh dear. <laughs> uh, there, there was like moments where they could have participated in some festivities where they definitely, you know, did not try, didn't yeah. care. Yeah, but that's you know that's how young well, people behave. Here's unrelated to just old man Unless Joseph Cloud. 
Uh, old man yells at cloud stuff. Um, here's my here's my one's actual specific worst thing about the uh, my one cream of wheat about the All Star game. After the player draft happened, and I'm looking at these rosters, it, this had never occurred to me. Maybe this is just a small market guy. I never imagined seeing my players in the All-Star game. I never imagined my, my favorite team would have two All-Stars in the same game. But at one point after the draft, I'm like, wait a minute. Jokic and Jaron Jackson Jr. are on the same team. If Jokic and Jaron Jackson Jr. play together, I, it never uh, crossed my mind once in my life that those guys could ever, in a basketball game, be on the same team. This is like NBA 2K stuff. This is dream stuff. The absolute perfect pairing, uh, in my mind, again, my, my personal taste, would be Jokic and Jaron Jackson Jr. playing together. And I'm like, I might pass out if they get to play basketball together. And they didn't. Yeah. So this is my worst thing. We're like, they didn't play together. That was like the one, my entire hope of this game is like, oh, I get to see this perfect pairing of my two guys play together. Not that they would have tried, but like uh, they didn't even play together. This is the one opportunity I would have ever had. And, but then I started thinking like, what would be my, what would be my dream lineup? Like my dream lineup for any NBA game. And this is why I think maybe I liked past all-star games where I'm like, what would it look like if Dirk Nowitzki and Steph Curry played together? That's insane. What if they could also play with, I don't know, uh, you know, Shaq in the middle. And like, what's the perfect dream lineup you, you could build? And so I was thinking about this specific uh, all-star game, about my dream of seeing Jaron Jackson Jr. and Jokic play some minutes together, which did not happen. And I came up with what I thought was my perfect five-man lineup. And I want to hear to you, John, uh, on what you think is your perfect ideal. It doesn't have to be all-star game lineup. It can be any players. But I was thinking my perfect basketball just my whatever my subjective things I enjoy players I like like if I'm starting with a front court and I can have Jokic and Jaron Jackson Jr that's just that's god tier stuff like this is the all-time great uh offensive player in Jokic you know maybe the best player in the game and then uh Jaron Jackson Jr this spectacular defensive guy who who can be a stretch four alongside Jokic's perfect pairing I figured my perfect lineup uh would be to add Steph Curry to this Steph Curry point guard. Um, on the wing, probably Kevin Durant. Although, unfortunately, I, I'm I'm now leaning Jason Tatum. Um, let's just say, mm, see, yeah. I, see, I did I did a regular season and playoffs version for this very scenario. Oh, okay. So I'm just gonna say, but I'm gonna say, I'm gonna I'm gonna actually I'm actually gonna go Tatum. I think maybe the fits a little bit cleaner. But I got I, I'm thinking a Tatum, Jaron Jackson Jr., uh, Jokic front court with Steph Curry in the back court. I need a fifth. I don't know who my shooting guard is gonna be. Let's just say D'Anthony Melton. So I don't think <laughs> I don't think anyone can beat a five man lineup of Steph Melton, Tatum, uh, Jaron Jackson Jr., and Nikola Jokic. Um, maybe I should put Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday's better. All right, I'll put Drew Holiday. Um, I love that five-man lineup. Steph, Drew Holiday, Jason Tatum, Jaron Jackson Jr., and Nikola Jokic. I, I'm obviously leaving off like the Giannis and Embiid's, the other best players in the league, but I think my five-man unit could po probably beat anyone else you could assemble. Not that that's the, the, the activity. The activity is just what's your dream. Um, so who's your, who's your ideal five-man lineup? Well, I'm certain my lineup would beat your lineup. Okay. But you, but you, uh, you, uh, you used some favoritism <laughs> just to get in some to get in some local legends. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess we'll just do my, we'll do my playoff lineups. Okay. Um, so I would have, my guards would be Steph and Luca. Okay. Um, and I'm, I'm cheating a little bit. I'm going small and, and I'm playing Giannis at the five. Wow. Okay. Um, and then I would have, I would have KD. Here's my zag. I'm kind of, I'm kind of distilling your Jaron Jackson jr. 
Anthony Melton pick into one player who I think I could actually justify. I'll, I'll, I'll throw out J- Jimmy Butler. Oh yeah. Very good. Very, very good. As my, as my playoff stopper. And my, my, the only difference I had in my, um, my regular, my regular season lineup, I obviously get Jokic in there. Obviously. Yeah. And it's hard to leave him. It's hard to leave him off of my, uh, playoff lineup. But for now, I think that would be like the unbeatable squad for me. That is, um, it's it a good so one. so bad to leave LeBron off, but. Yeah, I considered including LeBron. Honestly, if I, I mean, let's, let's be frank. Dame Lillard, I also, Dame Lillard, like I'd love to have off the bench shooting clutch. Let's, 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 let's be frank that if we're building the ideal best five-man lineup for anyone, for non-homers, you're not including Jaron Jackson Jr. Um, uh, right. I, honestly, my pick would probably be a, a, a Jokic, a Jokic Giannis front court. With uh, with Durant at the three, maybe Tatum all the way up at two, with Steph Curry at the one. I am leaving off Luca. I'm. I apologize to Embiid. I still feel like. Uh, I mean, as far I, as I the, think, as far as the team the, build, I, I like Jokic better on these things. Seven game series, like Jokic has undoubtedly been the MVP for three straight years. However, I do think you know Embiid is a powerful presence in the playoffs and has been. Very close to you know getting his getting his team past a a Kawhi led Raptors that won it all you know I, I do think that that that's Embiid is is a presence but I'm you know neither guy to me would do what Giannis could do at the five you know yeah. just just gazelle sprinting up and down the court. Uh, with, with but I mean, if shooters. I if I have Jokic at the five, I could he could be throwing it to Giannis gazelle sprinting as a four. Yeah. Really. No, I mean these are all very, very good. These are these are all great lineups that theoretically we could have seen compete if the right. All Star Game uh, had players actually trying trying to compete. So I, I again, maybe it had never crossed my mind. Just like I never so thought you have what you have what you have essentially is Point Jokic, which allowed you to eschew yeah. Doncic. Although I think you know, I, once I, I Doncic to me is weird because you know he's such a he has such gravity and and he's so uh, he needs the ball so much. Yeah, but his playoff performances have been so awesome that I just can't, I mean, it's impossible it's, for me to. Yeah. I mean, it's not like a, it's not like, um, Jokic has been a slouch in the playoffs. I mean, the man can get a bucket no, uh, against anybody. I also wonder, um, one, one guy who, who like really, uh, was great in the all-star game who we haven't mentioned yet was, uh, mentioned in passing was like Donovan Mitchell. I feel like Donovan Mitchell has somehow he scored like 40 points. And but like, he, I, was you know, like the third highest score. He was score? he was so good in this game, and the one thing we we've always taken away from All Star games is like when it's the best of the best who acts like they are better than the other guys. Who mm-hmm. when it's all the best players together, which of those players emerge and are like, get out of my way, I got this. That's another one of those things where I'm like, I guess Jaw doesn't care about that because you know, like Donovan Mitchell has oh. stepped onto these things and been like, listen, I'm as good. I'm. I might be. You know. I, should I be in the conversation for I like the best guard the, in the league? I think even the numbers bear out that Donovan Mitchell is the best scorer in the league. Could be. Like uh, I think if like if you take the, the 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 off ball shooting and the getting to the rim, I think he's the guy who shows up highest in both conversations. Yeah. Um, you know, it's not, I think the only thing keeps him from being you know thought of as a true superstar is a where he is played. Uh, and B that he might be the worst defender in the league. Uh, but I, I don't. Th- I don't know if he is anymore. I mean, I don't. I don't know. Probably. He's probably not even as bad as Jaw, though. Jaw has you know his moments. But but like yeah, I think Don like 
Donovan Mitchell just should be thought of as one of the best offensive players in the league at this point. And yeah. I think we're getting there. Like, yeah. you know, it's just, he just has done it day in, day out. Um, he has a bad reputation with some sectors, but I think a lot of that has to do with, you know, having to play against some of the largest fan bases and most vocal fan bases. Yeah. So, you know, that I think he's kind of unfairly maligned, but I mean, he's just, when you, if you had to get a bucket, yeah, find someone better than, than, than Donovan Mitchell. I'd right. buy you. Yeah. Um, Anyways, those were uh, that was a lot of all star talk. Um, let's before we get to the award segment of the program, let's do a couple of listener submitted questions. The croissant questionnaire. Any questions? Um, yes. Are you going to finish that croissant? Knock yourself out. All right, Monte World Peace asks, if Westbrook is a vampire, who is a werewolf? Yeah, so uh, that's in regards to, was it an unnamed source? Was it Patrick Beverly? Probably. Whenever whenever Westbrook was traded away, they said he was a vampire. Energy vampire. Life force. Shout out Toby Hooper. I would love for for Russell Westbrook to stalk the earth completely nude, sucking the life out of people like the vampire and life force. Yeah. I'm um, gonna go back to um so I feel like werewolves have, whether you're talking true blood or whether you're talking uh, in the hierarchy of of movie monsters, they've often deferred to vampires. Yeah. So I'm gonna go back to the man who enabled the triple double MVP season. I'm gonna say Steven Adams is a werewolf. Steven Adams is a werewolf. Uh, yeah, forgiving uh forgiving uh Westbrook all those rebounds. Um, well, also in the, uh, cinematic universe of the monsters who gave us high school musical have now given us these musicals called zombies. John, I don't know if your, uh, your child is maybe a couple years away, maybe from having that music, uh, latch into them. Um, they are also, uh, these, uh, uh, werewolves are like the secondary now characters in, 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 introduced in the second movie. This thing is, by the way, the uh, bane of my existence. It's a horrifying thing that's entered my uh, my children's lives. Um, yeah, I like the Stephen Adams one. Honestly, I was thinking, um, I thought of this player, and I realize now how my brain made the connection. It's because I believe the name Valanchunas is uh, means wolf. So I was thinking Jonas Valanchunas is, is one of the is one of the werewolves of the, of the league. Um, he grows a beard quickly. That is the most important feature of a uh, a werewolf. Uh, what's another question we have here? Joe Utes asks, which current player do you think will have the best old man game? This is Nikola Jokic. Yeah, it's it's Shin, Goon, Shin Goon or Jokic. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I do think Kyrie is going to age well because maybe. Really? Um, but I don't he, know if he's, he's going to care enough. He's a explosive player. Um, he is. I, I mean, Durant. I feel like he's hit a point Jamal with his Crawford body. I mean, yeah, Jamal Crawford went for forever. John Morant has 40. two more good years. So we need <laughs> yeah, to savor it's this. not John Morant. Um, it's not. Uh... I mean, everything that Steven Adams does, he does without jumping. Ever, he's, so no, but perhaps. he's so he's so young <clears throat> that I the, the fact he that he, everyone young. thinks he's so much older. I feel like it, it portends uh, badly for for his uh, future. I, it's got it's got it's got to be Jokic. I mean, Demontis Sabonis has a very low effort. <laughs> But like I think, I think Demontis Sabonis, when he loses his speed, is actually going to affect him because like he need. I don't. 
I think if Jokic is like he he does everything he's jogging. Who's the next KD? Is it like Tatum or something? I don't know. What do you mean? Oh yeah, I'm just the guy who's just like effortlessly dropping 33 points a game and in his late 30s. I don't think there is another LeBron. I think that's yeah. This is the only Panther blood player we have. I had one more. Yeah, let's do one more. Owen O'Neill asks, "This is amazing, and I have no clue." Without looking it up, who is the longest tenured player on the Orlando Magic? I also have not looked this up. Um, uh, I feel like I have a th- I, I think there's one who I think, I, would, I think the answer is kind of secretly obvious. I would guess Gary Harris. Unless I will. Ooh, is I that, thought he was traded there. I was going to say was, Jonathan Isaac. He was traded there. Oh, is it, I guess oh, I should. So, so now, so now we have to come up with the answer. This. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, I, well, now, now we have to live come up with the answer. Um. So when was uh? Okay, so Gary Harris. I've got the team up now. Oh dang it! It doesn't have the roster though. This is dumb. Um. Okay, here we go. Gary Harris joined the team in. I think you're going to be right. He joined the team halfway through 2021. So I'm now looking. So Jonathan Isaac and Markel Fultz. Fultz joined the team more recently, though, right? They were both on the team in 2019-20. Is it Fultz? I think I got it. Because this has uh, has, uh, Jonathan Isaac being on the team in 2017. Can that be true? Yeah, it's got to be Jonathan Isaac. I think it's Jonathan Isaac. We just forget that he exists. Yeah, this is his. This is his sixth year. Is that right? I'm looking. I'm looking at this the is roster. Jonathan Isaac's sixth year. Let me see when Fultz joined. But yeah, no, Jonathan it's it's Isaac. 100% Jonathan Isaac. Yeah. Okay. That's a great question, Owen and Neil. Um, Very strong question. I would if if Jonathan Isaac hadn't recently come back, that would have that one would have been lost to time. I man, if you would have asked me, this is also this is the fugue of being a parent. Where the last eight years are just a blur. If you told me, yeah, Jonathan, yeah. I, like I would not have guessed that he's been in the, the league for six years. Um, that's, that's weird because I just, you know, when he shows up, if I hadn't clicked on his name, yeah, I, they, I wouldn't have seen the 2017 because the the um, basketball reference page just says experience three. Yeah, um, so just, I, I mean, anyway, it would have been. This was like a shout out to uh, Terrence Ross. The Human Torch. Oh, it definitely would have been getting parents. getting bought out. Anyways, uh, thanks for those questions. Uh, if you want to get your question answered on air, you have to become a Patreon supporter. Also, if you join our Patreon, you get to join our Slack channel where we talk about everything around the clock. Also, you can play in the Pickle Pick'em. No one has invoiced me, John. I told people to invoice me for their prizes. No one has done it. So again, if you want Pickle Pick'em, you got to tell me what shirt you want. I'll send you a shirt. So you got you to you let me know. Um, anyways, uh, support the show. Come hang out in our Slack. Do it at patreon.com slash breakfast. It is now time for the awards segment of the program, the International Stack House of Pancakes Award. We did have some basketball games in the last week. Um, of course, the last two. I was s- hoping this was pure all-star. But I guess no, it's, Ke- it's Kevin Herter, honorable mention for the all-star. Um, <laughs> okay, yeah. uh, Paul George missing all nine of his wide-open three-point attempts. Um, no, uh, we had three days of regular season basketball that are still covered in the last week. Um, and from that, we have three nominees um, as they occurred over the last week. Keldon Johnson 
and a loss to the Hornets. Keldon Johnson was 6 for 20. He did score 21 points, had 8 rebounds, 4 assists, 1 turnover, and 2 personal fouls. John Morant in the final game before the All-Star break. A win against the Jazz. He was 8 for 26. Also was 3 for 8 from the foul line. We don't normally throw in the foul line stats, but 8 for 26, 3 from 8, 3 for 8 from the foul line. Uh, All that led to him scoring 20 points. He also got 9 assists, 8 rebounds, 2 steals, had 2 turnovers, 2 personal fouls. And then Kyle Kuzma in a win against the Timberwolves. Um, I guess we can make Mike Conley an an honorable mention for his 0 for 6 in that game. Uh, Kyle Kuzma was 6 for 21 in this victory with 16 points, 7 rebounds, 1 assist, 1 steal, 1 block, 4 turnovers, and 1 personal foul. So we have Keldon Johnson, 6 for... Are you sure I can't vote for Kevin Herter? Yeah, I'm sorry. No, we're going to need a regular season winner. Um, Keldon Johnson, 6 for 20, 21 points, 8 boards, 4 assists. John Morant, 8 for 26... 20 points, 9 assists, 8 rebounds. And Kyle Kuzma, 6 for 21, 16 points, 7 rebounds, also 4 turnovers. It's a pretty, like, inoffensive group, but I'll do Keldon. Yeah, you'll lean Keldon. I was leaning between... um, Morant has a lot of shots. I think Kuzma's got to be better than Keldon because Kuzma, more turnovers and more missed shots. 6 for 21 against 6 for 20. I I was trying to decide between Kuzma and Ja... I guess under our normal parameters, I think you would, I would go Kuzma. I don't know. John has a lot of shots. I think we should give it, even though he scored 55 points, we should give it to Jason Tatum for taking 33 shots in an uh, all-star game. Yeah. Disgusting. Like the high, the highest score. Kobe, Kobe really is his hero. That's disgusting. I mean, it, it, it was a lot. Um, <laughs> well, like, honestly, everyone's like, hey, we can't have one-on-one games at, 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 like as an all-star event like why can't we just play a one-on-one well like well we did it seemed like jason tatum and jalen brown were into it like let's do it let's just play one-on-one you know we're back in our we're back in our hate blanket here's the hate blanket you you do it well i'll simplify it let's do it let's give it to ja he has so many shots okay no i was saying let's do the all-star game like uh like kids basketball camp like a bucket is worth you know any basket is worth two points if you do a pick and roll it's worth four points if uh, you do a pick and roll where, where four people touch it, it's worth six points. If you do like if you if you do a baseline screen back cut bounce pass, it's worth eight points. Like you got bonus points for running plays. No, um, yeah, all right. Let, let, here, here, John. I'm glad yeah. you, I'm glad you relinquished and decided let's just give it to John Morant because I I hadn't noticed this, and then I went down a, a little we'll call it a slow motion hole, um, a term you coined earlier in the show. Uh, I looked at this John Morant line. Eight for 26, but also three from eight from the foul line. That's a weird stat line. And guess Awful. what? Um, that's the second game in the last 40 seasons. Wow. Where a player has attempted at least 25 field goal attempts and made under 30, uh, 35% of them and uh, made attempted at least eight free throw attempts and made less than 40% of them. The only other person to do it in the last 40 years, Antoine Walker. 23 years ago, 1999. So, John Morant was chucking. Um, I mean, honestly, there's only been three games since the merger uh, where a player has attempted <laughs> 25 or more field goal well, attempts, I think we, I think made we under got 35%, and uh, attempted eight or more free throws and made under 40%. So, uh, congratulations to John ja Morant. Uh, kudos to me. Um, our segment, where in honor of Dylan Brooks, 
um, complimenting himself. What's something that you got right? I don't have a kudos to me basically this week. Um, can, can, can you carry us here, John? What, what's your what's your kudos to me? If you're a member of our Patreon only Slack chat, you would know. I posted my uh, my bets. Joel Embiid first pick. Joel Embiid first pick. Oh, nice. Kudos to me. Kudos to you. I, I think there. I think there's like weird things you can learn from those drafts that I think are really fun. Like what, you know, like Jalen Brown away? being Jalen. Jalen Brown being taken so early showed me that he like he has a lot of respect from the he players, was taken you know? early and he was allowed to shoot as much as he wanted. Yeah, I think you learn a lot about like the hierarchy. Yeah, you know, is it interesting to me? I, I I just I really you know even though the game was so putrid, there's just a lot because it's a personality driven league. It's still fun for me. Yeah, um, and I may be you know just you know we are content creators, so maybe it's an embarrassment of riches for me and. But you know, people like my dad don't watch this game. You know, right? Cat but don't, but doesn't the don't doesn't the NBA game. want the casual fans to watch this? I think they do, and I think they do the best job. I, I have no support for this. But isn't this the most watched All Star thing by far? The only thing I can think of that's even no you know, this this this, Derby. this was well below this year's NFL Pro Bowl. Ratings. Really? Yeah. Okay, so I'm just I'm in the dark on this. Yeah. I just am dead wrong. Well, that's not going to happen. I mean, I, I don't understand like how you're supposed to get casual fans to be like, hey, it's Team Giannis versus Team LeBron. By the way, we're, it's, not a, it's not a normal basketball game. We're doing a thing at the end called an Elam ending. Everyone's turned yeah. off their TV at that point in, in the presentation. Like, Deeply confusing. Just play a basketball game is my... Uh, they, should just do, they should just do break up, break the teams into like, let three them on win, three, let each player, squads. I mean, <laughs> how many All-Star jerseys do they sell? Bill Lambeer, Is it that important basketball. to sell All-Star jerseys where they have to design? Like, let each player wear their favorite throwback jersey from their franchise. I mean, like, just let the guys play basketball. Cool that they let Dame Lillard wear his, his Weaver State jersey in the three-point contest. I thought it was cool that Dame Lillard won the three-point contest. Yeah. I think that was a, a cool straw in his uh, hat. Also, why in the three-point um, contest? How come, like, why haven't they figured out a way to tell us the, the possible remaining points? Because it's always oh. Reggie Miller like, oh, he's got to make all of these. Like, actually, mathematically, he's already eliminated. No. There's, like, yeah, no way yeah, to yeah. – I'm, like, I'm even really good with math, and it's still confusing for me because I'm like, wait, how many how many starry balls are left? Well, it's because By the way, they have you ever heard of Starry? Is that not Sprite? Is this a new drink? It's a new drink. Yes. Just there. Some, so, someone, someone threw in the towel, and a new, a new, a new, they a new challenger sprite has emerged for this with a new Sprite. Starry, send us some of your product so I can talk about it. Um, it's basically Crystal Pepsi. <laughs> Which um, right now I'm ready to drink. Here's not a kudos to me, but kudos to the listener, which is a very much against the spirit of the show. Um, last week I was we were complaining about how bad search engines are, and how like I just want to find out the injury report for for games. Not, Multiple not listeners, usable. kudos to you. Multiple listeners were like, "Hey moron, the NBA uh -oh. has like an NBA.com/slash injury report where everyone is just updated every hour." I'm like, "What? <laughs> no one told me this." I cover the NBA. I had no idea. Um, but thanks. Uh, kudos to you guys um, for everyone who sent me that very basic information. Kudos to you. Kudos to me. Um, par fadeaway, John. What thing are you looking forward in the, let's say, not just coming week? Other, other than the watch Let's say party? the final yeah. 20 to 25 games, the final third of the season. What are you looking forward to? I'm looking forward to, and perhaps you can tell me when this is, um, the return of some of our favorite players, the Stephen Adamses, 
the uh, Kevin Porter Jr.'s. No idea. No the, idea. Uh, <laughs> OG Ananobi is supposed to play on Thursday, which is good because he was getting dropped in my fantasy league. I oh, could not wow. hang on to him one more day. Uh, but apparently yeah, OG yeah. Ananobi's coming back. I don't know. The rest of the guys are coming back. Giannis just, is know, Giannis played in the like All Star game, but it's, it's gonna, yeah, he played one minute, one one possession. Like all, yeah, I feel like All Star break a lot of times is just when guys with these injuries sit out till. Right. So I think we should get a flood of interesting players returning. Not Lonzo. Uh, I, I was about to say that, but I didn't. <laughs> I, I didn't get into it. But another like a tertiary worst for me is Lonzo, finding out Lonzo Ball has like you know Chuck Knobloch knee or some kind of yeah. terrible degenerative condition. That's really sad. Um. I tell you, I mean, I'm looking forward to so many things. I feel like the, I feel like the, the break. You know, you get the trade deadline, then you get the break, and now it's like this is the the final mad push. Um, I'm looking forward to some of these new squads, seeing how they're gonna, you know, they're gonna turn out now that they get their players all all back and, and healthy. I, I think you're like, referring like to the Russell Westbrook led Clippers. Mostly. The Cli- I mean, also just all the buyout guys. I mean, Ter- I, I watched Terrence Ross play on the Suns, and he was, by my estimation, god awful. Uh, just doing the Terrence Ross thing, but um, yeah, like. You got Patrick Beverly going to the Bulls. I don't know if that means anything. Uh, you got Russell Westbrook on the Clippers. Is it weird know. that I thought Patrick Beverly had been on the Bulls before and he hadn't? I felt the same way. I guess he's just from <laughs> Chicago. He's one of Tony <laughs> Allen's friends from Chicago. Um, yeah. Also, like, Chuck's, oh, going home. Chuck's oh, Miami Heat picking up Kevin Love and Cody oh, Zeller, who I always maintain is a good basketball player, even though he wasn't in the I league. I loved it. I love that the Heat uh, Heat fans are acting like Kevin Love's. It's just gonna be like Chris Bosh's back. I mean, this is they needed this. That's true. They needed a backup five. They need like I mean, he can even play alongside. So they picked up a backup four. Yeah, I mean, he's not either really. He's a four. four he's like no, a four. He's like a four point like seven. Yeah. I don't know what he is. Um, but I also thought it was he funny. Likes to stand in the corner. I I honestly do think he's gonna help them a little bit and really. He can shoot, and that's all they. He can shoot and he can pass, and he's big. Like I think he'll be fine. But like I thought it was funny that there were reports that like the, the Cavaliers are going to buy him out because he's out of the rotation, and they just don't want him to go to uh, an Eastern Conference team. And I was like, well, that just yeah. that means the well, Heat, but they can't buy him. Out. They can't buy him out and be like, don't go to the that, Heat. That whole situation of like love leaving the Cavs for the Heat like confuses my basketball mind as far as where these teams are in the. Uh, well, in the standings, <laughs> yeah, you know, it's just like what's what, why, what? Um, let's do a very let's do a very basic thing to to close the show. What is um, let's what are you what are your what are your tiers right now of NBA teams? Mm. I, I I feel like I don't have any originality of thought on not just this uh this segment, but just like who I think is good. Like I I think we did like, this a couple of weeks ago. And my I don't think my tiers have changed. Um, are, are, you're I don't still, think you're, the buyout market did anything. You st- no, for me. no, no, you still have the Warriors. Pr- you I'll, know what? It did L- do I, I will. I will move the Clippers down a tier. <laughs> so I mean, we're still like I. I thought about it more and more, and now I am ready to to go ahead and promote Suns into into the A one yeah. tier. Like yeah, but so just Celtics, Bucks, Nuggets, Suns, Suns, Nuggets for you. Suns ahead of the Nuggets, and then everybody um, else is everybody else is for me not. I'm not going to be. surprised. I'll be surprised if maybe those aren't the teams left standing. Yeah, that's kind of where I have it. Um, I do have Dallas higher than you. I, I have Dallas as my number three in the West still. It's my hill that I die on. And, yeah. uh, you know, and I think I do. Th- so I, I have like Dallas and Philly both in there. These like two 
many tiers below the two top teams. Yeah. And then there's like a, a golf. And then I have, you know, like the Warriors and the Clippers. And over here I have like, you know, the Cavs and probably, the, you know, the aforementioned Heat. Really, I think the Heat will probably make more noise than the Knicks or Brooklyn, which is who's ahead of them do in the standings, you, I think. Which one of these teams do you think is most likely to win a playoff round? The Knicks, the Kings, the Heat, or the Timberwolves? Or anybody else, honestly, below that? Pel- Should I throw Pelicans in? I don't know. The Heat. Yeah. I don't respect the Kings. Um, I'm sorry. No. I think no. part of that is they're on pace to win 46 games, which in a normal year is like a, a seven seed. I'm right. Like that's, yeah, they're... They're around there. Yeah, I think I, I think my Mavericks fear is growing. I'm very similar where I have like the Sixers, Mavericks, Cavs, and then I guess the Grizzlies is next tier with I guess the Warriors too. I'm terrified of the Warriors. So like and then uh I just you know, I, you know, I you know it's not fun for me to say. I just do not consider the Grizzlies a playoff threat at this moment with this roster. The thing that's really harming me, and this is just the time off where I keep digging into stats. And I, I did a, my grits and grinds episode this week was all about like, here are three nightmare stats um, for, for, for the Grizzlies. <laughs> You're like the Alex Jones of uh, yeah, well, I'm like, this is where maybe this team isn't any good. Um, one of them is like, they, they have a, they have a slightly negative net rating when Jaron Jackson Jr. Doesn't play where I'm like, Jaron Jackson Jr. Can't be your whole team. And this whole John Morant is in the MVP conversation and Jaron Jackson Jr. is the best defender and an all-star. But when Steven Adams doesn't play, the team's not any good. Like, right. Steven Adams can't be the one thing that's like, oh, yeah, yeah, we're not good when this one guy's not there. Um, no, yeah, I'm, I'm a little sad about it. All right. Anyways. We have some exciting, impactful players, but we ruined our team in the offseason. Uh, anyways, <laughs> if you want to come to a Grizzlies watch party tomorrow night, I'll be at Nobles Beer Hall giving away Grizzlies prizes. That's Thursday, February 23rd, 6.30 p.m., Nashville, Tennessee, Nobles Beer Hall. Going to have some drink specials and Grizzlies giveaways for Grizzlies Sixers. Don't miss it. If you want to support our show do that at patreon.com slash fast break breakfast follow us on twitter at fast break break you guys are the best thanks for listening and remember breakfast is the most important thing yeah don't apologize for being tng fast break break man you understand Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. (laughs) 
The Chamba life is for everybody. So go to ChambaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChambaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.